Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone on all things FPL related. Game week four is no more. Game week four is out the door. And left uh, in its wake is a big long absence until game week five as the international breaks. The first international break of the season comes in and uh, basically kicks a whole lot of dust in our face. And here, trying to wipe that dust out of his face and show his pretty smile once more. Is my podcast partner in crime, Seamus. How are you getting on? Hello. Hey, I'm good. I was a bit more friendly this week in the intro. I felt guilty over the baboon's arse one from last week. So yeah. I went, you know, happy this week. Well, I think you know I'm I'm on the edge. You are. And you any are. kind of small push might end up uh, tipping me over that edge. Yeah, you're very down uh, in your FPL morale right now. Yeah, it's just not been a good start. It's been worst start to FPL season in, I don't know how many years three four five years or something like that in a while but uh, I'm still having a bit of fun because there's still loads of options kind of kicking around the place and we said before we started recording that maybe it's a little easier for me because at least I can go well it's not as bad as Seamus as a season yeah but uh, so but it's yeah. only 10 points it's only 10 points yeah yeah it and seems I'm, like you're like miles ahead of me but it's only 10 points and that's how close everything is at the start yeah and those 10 points equal up to a whopping half a million places which just goes to show the volatility of the game week ranks at the moment and speaking of game week ranks how did your game week four go Seamus? Uh, it recovered it didn't look like it was going to be a great one at all I ended up with 50 points which was 7 below the game week average that is still a really bad score I mean I'm really surprised the average we were discussing this a minute ago I don't know how it's 57 don't yeah. know how it's that high I'm surprised so my uh, game week rank of 50 points which uh, I don't think is a terrible score if you have a captain miss um, which I did yeah. was uh, 4.5 million which uh, dropped my overall rank down to 1.5 million total points at the moment 223 averaging about 56 points a game at the minute yeah. needs to be up around the 60s you know low 60 60 to 65 that's my target I'm with you uh, in the sense that like I was surprised to see the average score be in 57 this week because I thought oh 54 points with a captain miss exact same kind of logic uh, that's not the worst and surely a shit ton of people captain Sterling and a shit ton of people did captain Sterling mm. but uh, that didn't prevent me from getting a red arrow and I dropped from 700 something places down to 907,000 uh, overall so I'm still inside the 1 million what which, was your your first rank? my first I think it was like 200,000 higher so about 750,000 okay. uh, places higher and as I said I dropped it on a bit down to just inside the 1 million mark with a grand total of 54 points uh, no hits taken so yeah I was definitely disappointed with a red arrow again I think that's pretty much three on the trot for us uh, yeah, since the season started I haven't off. had a green arrow yet I mean game week one was a good week then three red arrows I nearly doubled my game my overall rank in this game week so it was uh, 800 and something or maybe mm-hmm. it was 900 and something I can't remember exactly and ended up to 1.5 million yeah and you know what I think we could both wallow in the, the pity that was game week 4 or we could move on a little bit and in the spirit of things what was your high, highlight of the week in your game week uh, game week 4 kind of results Um, yeah, there was a few Um, the double Liverpool defence was a nice one to uh, come home to so I had a match, so I didn't actually see the Liverpool game. Came home, got my double Liverpool defence. It's like, yes, that was tempered. Then as soon as I saw, you know, 
Trent yeah. uh, got an assist and bonus points. So my, you know, deadline day switching from Robertson to Trent Alexander-Arnold is still biting me in the ass. And you know, did you I, consider that? I oh, deadline day before the season started. Yeah, yeah, I had I had Trent in all preseason. I said it like on the preseason pods. I think he's going to be the highest scoring defender in the game this year. And then for some inexplicable reason. I said, you know what? Maybe his place at the start could be a bit under jeopardy until he nails it down. Yeah. But he started all four games, and I feel like a schmuck. And to be fair, though, Robertson was a, an ever-present in your FPL team last year, so you would have had some goodwill towards him as well. Yes, but I kind of wanted to change it up, and I wanted to try this Trent because I had Trent after Christmas as well for a long spells, um, and I just. Yeah, he's, he's attacking potential is just through the roof. And no. yeah, he was a bit lucky. He nearly got, geez, I thought he was going to get the goal today, the deflect, or at the weekend, the deflection. I thought he did get it there. when I watched the match, uh, whatever way, I had kind of half an eye on it. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake, the jammy gets after sticking it. Uh, dodgy cross, gone into the you know top corner. And then the replay showed uh, deflection from Chris Wood. So that, that actually wasn't my highlight of the week. It was close to being it, but the Trent 11-pointer uh, or whatever he got tempered it a bit the highlight of my week was actually Harry Kane okay. because I that was my transfer move last week and it failed so spectacular, spectacularly that to get some points this week was um, was you know just reward I thought you know he got the penalty it was a, you know yeah and you uh, had some decisions on uh, the final day final uh, you know day before game week 4 kicked off and you were considering dropping Kane down to Holler for yeah. minus 4 I was thinking you know what just rectify your mistake last week. I did this last season when I got Kane in for what was it, game week nine when he blanked at Cardiff. Um and I just that week I just reversed the decision straight away and I said, No, recognize your mistakes, reverse out of it. I uh, should have went for De Bruyne last week, not Kane, and I'm I, I need to go back to him. And then De Bruyne what Rob Salt in the wound was De Bruyne doing so well this week, getting a goal and an assist. Thirteen so, points. So I was like, you know what? I could do Kane and Perez, who's a problem on my team, to uh, Haller and Kevin De Bruyne yeah. in two moves. And I was like, I can either take the hit this week or I can take the hit next week. So uh, I was considering taking the hit this week, taking Kane out. And I was like, you know what? If Kane does anything, which he's likely to do, Haller needs to have a monster score. Now, they both scored. But if I did that move, I'd be in two points worse off. My even bank even balance with, my bank balance might be a bit better. Even with De Bruyne's uh, haul? I wouldn't be no. I wouldn't be getting De Bruyne in this week. They would just be in to facilitate next week's free transfer being oh, Perez to De Bruyne. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, of course, yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, you didn't make that move, and, and Kane did pay off. So that was your highlight of the week. What was your low light? So I'm sure there was a few. <laughs> the low light of the week was probably Kane hitting the post later on in the game. Then because I was really hoping for a. Uh, for something to rescue my week a bit. Now Kane did bits, but that would have made it three one at the time, I think. Yeah. And talking three bonus points, probably you know thirteen points for Kane. And when that hit the post, I was like, "Fucking typical." Yeah, that was just summing up the week so far, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, they don't sound all too, you know, kind of disappointing. No, I'm not full of doom and gloom. I'm no. just, you know what? I'm confused by my start of the season. I'm just kind of like underwhelmed I'm not sad about it I'm not disappointed well I'm disappointed but I'm not wallowing about it yeah yeah and there's you still sitting with a wild card in your back pocket so it's not like things can't change you know yeah an international break uh, that always offers kind of time for a bit of a fresh start after the first little epilogue or prologue of the, the FPL season 
But uh, my highlight of the week was something a little different. I was sat there looking forward to Jota uh, maybe rescuing rescuing my week a little bit. Of course, he didn't start. Uh, so all of a sudden, I'm looking at a minus one for Dunk coming off my bench. And that was really putting the shits up me. I did not want that. I was like, whatever about Jota not playing uh, or just getting two points to get one a minus one off the bench, that would be a real sickener. He came on with 15, 20 minutes left to go, and he got his one point, which almost worked out as, uh, you know, that felt it's like a, two a point goal. Swing. Yeah, it felt like a goal to me. You know, I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. He might as well have just started and scored now, because that saved my ass. And that was my highlight of the week, a little uh, personal, but, you know, I was happy with that one. That tells us how kind of our game weeks went. Like, these highlights are not very high. Like, I'm, my highlight of the week was Kane getting a six-point return. Yeah. Your highlight of the week was not getting minus one off the bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think when you've got two red arrows, you got to look for the positives in the little things, you know? Uh, my low light uh, was ca- another odd one. Caleb Wilson dropping to 7.8 uh, as a price point, considering he has gone and got attacking returns in every game week so far this season. An assist, 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 followed by a goal. Down to 7.8, I'm going... It's left me with a dilemma now, in the sense that uh, for that price point and seeing the fact that it's dropping... Hmm. Do I? There's so many options out there in forwards wise with the likes of Holler, Barnes, Pookie, you name it. There are options out there. Do you go back to premium with the likes of Vardy? Kane's got a lovely run of fixtures. So I'm going. I don't want to jump off Wilson. He's given me no reason to do it. He's got Everton at home next. Everton uh, aren't looking exactly solid uh, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm making faces couple. at you because I'm like, don't come off. Wilson with those fixtures coming up well it all depends on where I want to go really that being said I was going to say they have um, you know three really nice home fixtures in the next uh, five yeah Uh, Everton at home West Ham at home and Norwich at home in game weeks five seven and nine especially looking at game week seven and nine but they're probably better away from home Bournemouth yeah well Wilson at least Mm. Uh, Wilson got a lot of his goals last season away from home and he was blanking in these nice home fixtures if you remember everyone was calling him a troll away from home Southampton and uh, leaky Arsenal so exactly like not terrible either yeah that's a good point I'm probably over um, probably overestimating Arsenal there they're probably yeah I'd be definitely holding on to him yeah I mean it's just again it's just I'm looking at where do I want to invest some money I need to make some changes and Wilson has been penned uh, as a possible area that I can look into but that's my that's kind of why it's my low light of the but week. that's why uh, that's what I did I got rid of um, my transfer last week in game week th- in game week 3 was to get Kane in for Wilson mm. and Wilson's outscored him over these two games yeah he's got a goal and he got like 6 points and a 5 points so he's got like 11 points versus Kane's 8 points and I'd rather have the cheaper forward. And yeah. then, you know, I know Kane has got some good fixtures coming up, but I'd rather have Wilson. Well, I mean, we might as well kick off uh, the episode with, uh, you know, your thoughts on Kane. Because I'm looking at your team right now. And I think it's fair to say that you're probably regretting going for Kane over Kevin De Bruyne. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally understandable. De Bruyne has kind of kept that form up since the start of the season. Just taken away. Yeah. Taken away. I know he got big points this week. What? 13 points. But... He's just one of those players that brings you in seven or eight points every week. He is. And we talked about it last week. Uh, I'm delighted I went with him. I think I kind of got a bit lucky that I made that move before you had made your mind up because my zig meant you kind of zagged a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Deceptioned me a small bit. I'd like to take credit for intentionally doing it, but that was not the case. Well, I found last season when I was ahead of you and you were playing catch up, 
that you know I had no problem then saying oh this is the transfer moves I'm going to make yeah and I was going for like the obvious moves the kind of like yeah I got to get this guy in and I don't know if that affected you but I I always felt like the pressure is on him now to find some more of a differential yeah he knows what I'm doing and yeah sometimes just trying constantly to go for these differentials instead of making the safe Kevin De Bruyne 9.5 move is uh, is not the right thing to do yeah Fair enough, but the, the the dilemma that I see now looking at your own team with Kane in there, and you mentioned Spurs, or we both mentioned Spurs kind of coming into a nice run of fixtures now. The Europe the, the Europe transfer deadline day has passed, so we know Christian Eriksen isn't going anywhere. Crystal Palace up next, followed by Leicester, Southampton, away to Brighton and home to Watford. Are you like 100% sure you want to get rid of Kane? Is there merit to bringing Kane in? Uh Look, that's one of the things. I mean, I obviously eyed up getting Kane in for that Newcastle game. Yeah. And I knew the Arsenal game was a tough one, but like they had nice fixtures either side of them. Crystal Palace at home, I mean, we know how Crystal Palace like to play. They're going to kind of try and sit deep and hit him on the counter attack. Yeah. And they're going to ask Spurs to break him down, kind of like what Newcastle did to them. Um, so I don't know. There may not be a ton of goals now. It depends how, how good they are. There might not be, but there will be goals in Southampton in game week seven, Brighton in game week eight. I'd think even Leicester possibly in game week six. Yeah. Do you know, there's going to be goals in those matches. True. And, you know, which Kane has scored, you know, multiple times this season already. Banged in last week against Arsenal. Of course, he's got three goals in four games. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad start to the season. And one, and he's already played Man City in that in that run as well. We've actually had some questions on it this week. Um, FPL Chieftain asks, you know, are Spurs assets going to come back in vogue? And if so, which ones? I think if you're looking at Spurs assets, really, you're looking at... Um, I don't like any defensive minute. Lloris actually kind of made a few. If I was going defence, I'd go Lloris. Yeah, I but, just wouldn't be putting any faith in Spurs' defence right now yeah, for look, the price point. Chances are you've made your decision with your keeper. I, no one's going to really want to be using any transfers on their keeper right now. But if you're a wildcarding, maybe he might be. There's better options out there, but that's yeah. the only one I would look at. REA would be interesting if uh, he started at the weekend, but can't uh, can't trust him. Vertonghen came back in. No, yeah, I don't know. So uh, defensive, you're not really defensive out. But look Chris at forwards and scored this week. As we mentioned, he's going to have to yeah. get his brain a bit more settled now. Mm. Are Spurs going to start creating more attacks? Uh, is Christian Eriksen an, op- an option? Deli Ali also came on this week. You know, Spurs could be just kind of turning it up a little bit now. Maybe the only the only forward options, obviously Kane. Yeah. Okay. Um. Aside from him, Son. Son is the only one that interests me. Yeah. And the problem with that is, for that price, it's only a small bit more to go to. De Bruyne. They started off both at nine point five, and obviously De Bruyne has gone up. What is he? Is he nine point seven or nine point eight now? I think he's nine point seven. He'll be nine point eight before the game week five kicks off. You know. But yeah, I mean, I'd rather just it's it's a no contest unless yeah. you're trying to be smart and be different and you want to go with Son. I think you got to go with um, you got to go with Kevin De Bruyne. So really, if you're talking about Spurs assets, in my eyes, you're only talking about Kane, and you're not convinced on Kane. Well, I have him on my team, and we know his pedigree, but maybe with Ericsson back, he'll drop a whole lot less deep. But who knows how much game time Ericsson's going to get now? Is he just, you know, has he fallen out of favour? Is he ticked off Pep? No. Or I, not Pep, but Poch? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, quite obvious that Christian Ericsson's spot is in the team if he wants it. He's a, you know, he's a fantastic playmaker, pretty vital to Spurs uh, kind of creating chances. I don't see him... He seems pretty professional kind of yeah. guy. He, um... He's coming on in those games that they were chasing. 
you know, the first game of the season against Villa and the Newcastle game he came on as well and, you know, he started this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe, but I mean, it's a wait and see for this next game. This Crystal Palace game, as I said, they're going to try and do exactly what Newcastle did and try and hit him on the break. No better team in the Premier League is probably as good at counter-attacking. Maybe United are kind of up there. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, either way, I think uh, you're probably right in the sense that Kane would be the main uh, uh, option on the Spurs team if you were looking to capitalise on their nice running fixtures. But flicking to the other side of the pitch in that game and you had Arsenal, who also come into a nice run of fixtures. They're going away to Watford. I think Watford have uh, had a really shaky start to the season. Mm. Uh, then they're at home to Villa. They are sandwiched uh, with Man United then in game week seven. Uh, but afterwards, Bournemouth, Sheffield United. So Arsenal come into a lovely run of fixtures. Lacazette, Aubameyang both scored in the Spurs game. Uh, Pepe also got his first, I think it was his first FPL return since he joined the league. Got an assist this week. Yeah, he, he's not again nine point five, same price as De Bruyne, and the same price. Well, bar De Bruyne's price rise a couple of point two yeah. million or whatever, yeah. and the same price as Son. And I don't know. He looks like like he terrifies defenders when he runs at them. He's a great dribbler of the ball. He goes past people. First person dribble past Van Dijk. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, but right. for nine point five, that's just too high an entry price into the Premier League for an unknown player. We he may not get. If, he's, if we thought he was going to have 15 goals 12 assists yeah yeah, perfect but 100% uh, agree with you I think Pepe is an unknown quantity right now in the FPL something though I do think is worth monitoring in terms of like you're always looking at midfielders who can fucking uh, you know make an impact in the as an FPL player and I think Pepe's pace and Arsenal's kind of attacking uh uh, impetus is, is something to be looking out but I was more kind of interested in the fact that Aubameyang and Lacazette have both returned again and the reason I mention Arsenal attacking assets is basically the same reason you talked about Kane Kane's got three goals in four games Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has also got three goals in four games scored again this weekend uh, Golden Boot winner last year someone we both overlooked and it's someone that's definitely I've highlighted in my my own kind of, you know, notepad my, in my brain <laughs> that it's basically like, I don't want to make the same mistake this year in the sense of just overlooking a golden boot uh, option. Yeah, true. I mean, we're overlooking Manny at the moment, though. Well, are we overlooking him? Or have we decided that Salah is, you know, equally a valid option? We'll get on to the Manny thing. In but a yeah, I mean, Aubameyang is somebody who's obviously a class act. This is what I said in the preseason pod. I said I wasn't going to go for premium strikers. And I think Arsenal and Spurs, I mean, Spurs have probably more options, but Arsenal and Spurs, really their best options are up front. But it's such like a lot of money. And I was even saying I was going to go without Aguero because mm. I'd rather spend that 12 million on the 12 million midfielder of Raheem Sterling, who gets more points for goals, gets clean sheet bonus and stuff like that. And I just think we'll have more points at the end of the season yeah. De Bruyne again would be a second way into the attack there um, and I even though it. they've got lovely fixtures I mean you could do it the way if you do decide you know you want to go for like Kane and mm. it's not working out and he's looking dull you know Ericsson is having a poor start because he's been out of the team or whatever you can switch over to Arsenal I mean that's a straight sw- swap you know they're both 11 million um, and you could jump between the two of them yeah which is a terrible idea yeah but <laughs> You could, you know, if you wanted, like, if you, as you said, you mentioned Pepe, if you had Pepe there for game week five and six, you could jump over to Son in game week seven if mm-hmm. Son looked like he was in form. Not in favour of that, 
I like to kind of save my transfer. I don't want to be using my transfers for jumping in around those kind of guys. Yeah. And I think I think you're right. I think if you do look at the likes of Arsenal and Spurs assets, uh, for the price you're going to have to pay for a decent uh, Arsenal slash Spurs asset, you could be most likely spending that money on a Liverpool or a Man City asset for you know equal price. So I'm with you there. But uh, you mentioned Mane uh, there when we were talking about Arsenal, and that kind of brings us on to the another one of the highlights of the week, and that was the Liverpool double defence that you already mentioned. They beat Burnley 3-0. And uh, it was a week where I suppose the biggest talking point out of it was what didn't happen, and that was a pass from Salah to Mane, and uh, instead he you know, chose to take it on himself, yeah. fucked it up, and Mane got subbed not too long after and threw a bit of a fit. So funny considering the stats last year. Fuck that. Manny was doing this all last season where he wasn't playing in Salah. I mean, like, I get it. He's, you know, he wants to win the golden boot. But man, look at yourself in the mirror. You were doing this last season the whole time. No, I know they both started doing it then last season. Salah has done this as well. So this isn't like the first time Salah has been selfish. And he failed to pass to slip in Firmino when Firmino was a much better place to score as well in that game as well. No, I'm with you. So I, I can get why they're pissed off. He is too selfish. This is why we love him as an FPL asset. But I remember the same last season where Mane was like, Salah was on like two goals or had a goal and assist and he was on a good haul FPL. They were winning 3-0 and he could have just slipped in Salah in games. And he was like, no, I want to get my goal. And he took a ridiculous shot, which would end up being blocked. And we're cursing at the screen, so... Look, this is going yeah. to happen with those kind of forwards. I'm with you. Fuck off, Mane. And uh, <laughs> take, a, take a chill pill. But FPL managers won't give a shit because Mane still came out of that with a goal and Salah just a mere assist. So in... A, I mean, he should have passed. Oh, I yeah, mean, from sure. football but terms. But I'm not going to dwell on that bullshit. Yeah. As you said, there's a million different times in matches uh, throughout seasons yeah. where you can go... But all this throwing your jersey yeah. around and showing how furious you are that's just showboating for the cameras you know like yeah. I'm sure he's on some kind of hormone therapy and you know he needs to you know <laughs> but I'm sure he's on like some sort of goal bonus and he's just talk, thinking about how much how Salah just cost him 10 grand or something yeah but it doesn't change the kind of dilemma in terms of uh, the one that FPL managers are looking at and that's Salah 11.5 uh, or Salah 12.5 whatever he is now 12.6 and Mane coming in at that million cheaper and in the term I think it's something we're going to end up talking about a lot this season Salah versus Mane mm-hmm. like we did last year but because their price is so close this year I can't see too many people doubling up so Mane outscoring yeah. Salah again this week yeah. it, you know I think that adds a bit of fuel to the fire in terms of people that jumped from Salah Salah to Mane two weeks ago yeah. and we saw what happened but I think we both be in the same boat in terms of you pick your option either Salah or Mane or both if you want pick to go and both stick. Do, but pick and stick they're both going to be fucking kind of delivering yeah. roughly in and around the it's same a very season. similar situation to City in that like it's really hard like to get in Mane and Salah um, what's that 24 million yeah 24 million and uh, that's the same price as getting in Sterling and Aguero and just can't really be, you could do it, but you're going to have to, like, if you got in Salah and Mane, you'd yeah. have to have no, like, City forward. Or if you got in Aguero and Sterling, probably couldn't have a Man City forward. Or, uh, sorry, a Liverpool forward. Yeah. So, you yeah. can't have them all, folks. It's not Pokemon. Yeah, so get one of each and just stick with them. And, you know, that's why I think De Bruyne is interesting because you can maybe squeeze him in. Yeah, for sure. That price point, that 9.5 price, that starting price point at 9.5. And that brings me very uh, nicely into my next question and it's something that I really only kind of came up 
uh, with a couple of hours ago when I was kind of mulling over writing this. And is Firmino an option? We talked about Mane for 9.5 last year, right? And that price point that he offered, and I looked at Firmino this uh, year, he's came in at 9.5 as well. Mm -hmm. He's gotten something fucking really sexy, like two goals and uh, an assist. Or no, two goals and two assists since the start of the season. He's 9.5, owned by 11% of teams. Yeah, he's a forward. Um, but with that kind of two, three million difference in price, is he possibly this year's Mane? And I know that's been kind of talked about in the last couple of weeks, but I think after... That's a good points, shout. Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about it, okay, we're talking about attacking assets. We just talked about attacking assets for Man City. Yeah. You're starting in Salah. Or you're Sterling and Aguero. And then we just talked about Liverpool. And you're Liverpool. Salah and Mane. And then... For City, we said the third option is a 9.5 midfielder, De Bruyne. If he's an option for 9.5, you got to think Firmino's an option for 9.5. Yeah. And if you're like me and you've came off double Liverpool defence, where I have a room, I have room for an extra Liverpool asset, mm. I am i won't lie. I'm looking at my team. i got to do some shaky-shakies with my forwards. <laughs> and uh, Firmino, we know what he was capable of in terms of two seasons ago, FBL-wise. He went on that fantastic and streak. Yeah. And he, we know he can do it. Uh, he's already shown this season that maybe he's up for it. I think he earned a bit of bonus points with me when I saw him smiling at the whole Mane Salah situation. Uh, in the, the tunnel. Week. In the tunnel. That definitely made me think, you know what? I like the cut of this guy's jib. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think seeing as there was no World Cup this year, I know he was in the Copa America, but uh, there was no World Cup this year. I just feel like he's maybe that impacted his season a bit more last year and he'll have a better season this year again and we know he's a quality player he will tip away with points there'll be weeks where he gets like two points or five points or this year's Mane is he does he offer the same not this year's Mane but does he offer the same conundrum that last year's Mane did for the price point and his output so far if he meant to a lesser extent but he's close I think he could be close yeah could be close I mean you made it make an interesting point but Mane was just Banging in so many goals last year. I don't think Firmino will get twenty goals this year. No. Um, I think he'll be he'll get lots of assists, uh, more than Mane will. But but Mane didn't need to get twenty goals last year to justify his, to justify his nine point five price tag. Do you get me? He just no. happened to go on a fantastic season. That's but his goals were worth one point more as well. Oh yeah, and no. he had the clean sheet added benefit as well. For sure, for sure. And I think that is something worth considering. But maybe it's something you know to keep bouncing around the noggin. You I couldn't think. say you couldn't say Firmino is. A, like maybe you could say he's worse you couldn't say he's much worse than Vardy if you're happy to have Vardy in your team for 9 million yeah surely you'd consider Firmino for the same price you know if Vardy had a an injury or a tough run of games the only reason I would consider uh, Firmino over Vardy in that sense is that if you or not consider consider Vardy over Firmino I should say is that if you had already used up all your Liverpool assets then I'm going okay if you're happy with double Liverpool mm. defence and one uh, you know one attacking asset then you know don't rewrite your team that's, for Firmino that's what we said at the start we said Firmino is fine player excellent in FPL as well but he's probably like the sixth Liverpool player you'd want yeah or maybe fifth but there's uh, you'd want their defenders maybe their keeper the two boys in midfield and yeah, as he just kind of that's the only reason he doesn't feel like an option. Yeah. But if you decided you just wanted you weren't gonna go with Mane, for some reason you thought Sal like Salah is just yeah. the best option as far as I'm concerned. I I, I wouldn't Mane 
versus Firmino feels like hmm, maybe I'd go Firmino but yeah. Salah versus Firmino go, just go Salah don't yeah. overcomplicate things um, I mean to be fair like I'm I mainly we do this pod just to kind of throw out rough ideas and top true uh, you know kind of hypotheses that we might have fucking randomly just play know, devil's advocate play devil's advocate you name it we'll do it when we're talking about FPL and if I was to look at Liverpool with my serious cap on for a minute I'd probably think 7 million for uh, what is essentially an attacking midfielder in Alexander-Arnold is probably the option I'd go as opposed to 9.5 for a Firmino forward kind of option. But I'm just saying it's something we're thinking about and if you were looking to maybe play the game a little bit more kind of maverick, I suppose is the word. That they Which is out. what I'm thinking of right now. I've got myself guessing my second guessing my own strategies and kind of going, well... Seeing as my start's been so poor, should I just go Scrap a bit crazy and just wild card and not like maybe get rid of like something like obviously keep Sterling, but like maybe I don't want to keep uh, Salah. No, I, maybe I want to go like uh, all these kind of differential players. Maybe go really cheap at the back. Like, well, we saw players. Second guessing myself now. We saw players in our own mini league last year, and it's not something that I'm suggesting you do, Seamus. Uh, but it's like we saw players in our own mini league last year where. They had gone that mildly differential route in the sense of an Aubameyang that we both talked about, neither of us having. Yeah. Uh, they had gone with the Aubameyang. They had gone with the Kane, you know, or with the Mane, you know, that's those kind of slightly left field uh, decisions. Uh, it didn't matter because at the end we beat them, you know, in the in the overall ranks. It was like, yeah, we still, you still didn't come on top. But watching their teams every week and they weren't a whole, uh, you know, a million miles behind us. Uh, it was going kind of going maybe that's something that can be adapted a bit more you, if you, yeah if you're going to captain these players like I said Aubameyang and Kane that's fine but if this is why I feel like the Kane move is that I have is kind of unnecessary I'm just going to captain be captain in Sterling for the next few weeks so like Kane is fine and all but that's a lot of money for somebody I'm not captaining he's yeah. really going to have to have explosive returns and will he have them Spurs okay okay aside from the Arsenal game Spurs have not looked very fluid going forward, and maybe that'll change with Lacelso coming in and Eriksson now. But that I don't was know. The same last year. That was the same last year. They didn't look too fluid going forward last season. They were grinding out results for what felt like the entire season. Now I'm sure there was purple patches uh, throughout where they looked really yeah. dominant, but like the whole uh, 10, 12 game weeks of the start of last Sun season, Sun was just bailing them out yeah. of games and stuff like that. They had that one game where they absolutely hockeyed Everton around Christmas. Yeah. And it was like 7-4 or something like that. And that was the one game where there was like a lot of goals. And then that was it, really. It was a kind of, as you said, grinding it out. Yeah, no. Uh, But look, you talked about Aguero there. And um, I think we've already shied uh, away from the Man City uh, match for long enough. I think we're both disappointed with our captaincy options. Obviously, let's just get that out of the way straight away. Both of us at Sterling captain. He did nothing. Uh, But to be honest with you, Seamus... He was so highly owned and so much of an obvious captain pick that you can't take those uh, outcomes to heart. That's that's FPL, like do you know what I mean. That's how it works. Uh, you know that the absolute one hundred percent best captain decision this week is this person right here, Kane against Newcastle last week for you, uh, Sterling against Brighton this week for both of us. Didn't deliver. That's I didn't captain Kane that game. No, you didn't. But you got him in. Yeah, I got him in. Get me and in. I was that close to putting the armband on him. You're yeah. right. And lots of people did captain him. So yeah. you know, like it's just I. I think 
last one, not going to get dwelled on game week three here, but I would have said Kane was the best option last week, uh, as opposed to Sterling at away to Bournemouth, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, this week, Sterling at home to Brighton was a fucking nailed-on captain pick for both of us, and he didn't deliver, but look, that's the game. I mean, four goals against Brighton, you're surely thinking, yeah. like, if you didn't watch the game and you came back and saw if four... If you came and, out of the gym and you saw yeah, four... You're like, oh, how many points am I captain? He's definitely got a goal or two yeah. here. He might have even got a hat-trick. Oh, yeah. he got zip. Zippity do that. Yeah. Uh, and then instead, those who zagged uh, <laughs> went and went with Aguero, who we saw a few uh, in the mini leagues across the place. And and we said it last week. Yeah. I said it last week. I said Aguero. This is probably going to be Aguero's week. Aguero will probably bang. And you're going to have these weeks where one bangs and the other isn't, doesn't. What can you do? And I think it's it's easy to. I think it's fair to say that Aguero is as much an option as Raheem Sterling this season. Oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah. done enough over the last whatever six, seven fucking FPL seasons to have his FPL royalty tag above his name. He's going to continue. La- doing it. Last season, if you recall, game weeks like one to eight or whatever. It was we both started off the season with Aguero and Salah, yeah, and we were rotate. rotating the ember between them, and it was working perfectly. This year, we just said, you know what. Raheem Sterling seems like a better option to rotate with Salah. And Aguero was at 12 million mark, so we were kind of going... Had to make a choice. Yeah, and I don't regret it for a second. Um, I think the fact that I have the Bruyne makes it obviously a lot easier for me to, you know, as a pill to swallow. I'm fine with that because I got 13 points out of the Bruyne. But with you, now that you don't have the Bruyne, are you considering going from Kane to Aguero? Again, we talked about you have a premium striker, you want to get off him. Is that even an option now? That is an option. Um, I could, as you said, try and find a million there for Aguero, which would mean downgrading Perez, but it means finding somebody for 5 million. And I already have two 4.5 million midfielders. So, I mean, the only other way I could do that would be to come off Robertson. What about, yeah, double level defense, drop up. Drop one of those. Don't think I want to do that. Mm, I just thought of it this week and I was going like, if I was in Seamus' situation where I hadn't jumped on the... Kevin De Bruyne, uh, what mode of transport have they used to describe him? Is there one? Oh, I don't know. Oh, He's some kind of Zeppelin, I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, the Hindenburg, uh, the De Bruyne Hindenburg. Um, no, hopefully that doesn't go yeah, down. Yeah, because that's going to go down in flames. No, yeah. he, he'll tip away. He's like, jeez, uh, I don't know, what the fuck tips away? Train? Uh, yeah, well, there's so many trains. I suppose yeah. it's like one of those things that you use on a train track, you know, that one person pushes the other side <laughs> and you slowly move it. I don't even know what those are for. But uh, either way, uh, whatever mode of transport you want to use, uh, you have Kevin De Bruyne. If he's I an electric car. Yeah, he is. He's fucking efficient. He's economic. I like it. The Kevin De Bruyne Prius. Uh, you've heard it here. Uh, the Prius pick. The Prius pick. He's 9.5. He's a total Prius option. Um, But if you hadn't jumped on that you could go Aguero. And I was, as I said, chatting away to one of the lads today, thinking about FPL, and I'm always concerned about what your team is doing. And what I could do if I was in Seamus' shoes, probably spend more time thinking about you, your fucking fancy for me team than I do, my own. <laughs> but uh, I was looking at your team and going, fuck, if I hadn't got the Bruyne, I could nearly go Aguero now and just kind of go Sterling Aguero uh, City Defence and go, why the fuck not? This, I'd have no qualms with that. Not a bad option. The thing is, if I want to do stuff like that, if I want to make these moves, I got to i got to use my wild card. But you don't because you have 11 million in your strike. In your defense. It still means I have to go minus four to take out Kane this week at home to Crystal Palace. Mm, true. Or you could, you know, maybe do it over a couple of weeks. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. then as I said, I'm going to have to drop down either Perez to a 5 million player mm. um, or 5.2 million player and there's not too many of those that but are good. 
or drop down my Liverpool defender. To mm. those FPL managers like who are also in the same situation as you, like you know, what kind of words of advice would you give there outside of your own situation? You know, are just you kind of- just the one word. Wildcard. Wildcard, baby. Wildcard. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I'm really tempted to use my wildcard. I'm going to step away. As I said, I was looking at maybe making some early moves, taking a minus hit to go to get in Haller and De Bruyne for Kane and stuff like But that would mean getting rid of Kane at home to Crystal Palace for a hit. And again, doesn't sit well. So yeah. I'm going to just ignore the price rises. I'm going to just give it a few days, international break. Hopefully, what I remember from last year is you'd expect there to be a lot of uh, volatility in the price rises and decreases over the international break. But last year, there actually wasn't a whole lot, mm. even though there's a good few transfers. Well, I said this to you last week and you said, no, every year is the same. You said, that, oh, no, this is like this. Every season, there's massive price rises and drops. In the and- first four weeks. Yeah, but then in the week that you'd expect there to be like a two-week break to be tons, like yeah. people going up 0.3, oh, yeah. it was actually... Dead. There wasn't too. It was actually pretty quiet. Yeah. Whatever happened with the side. I mean, I think that's FPL in general. I'm actually even in regards to this podcast. I'm kind of going. Is have people just now that is an international break? Have they just shut down? Uh, you know, I'm sure there obviously is going to be lots of hardcore fucking FPLers kind of looking to talk about it for every minute of every day. But you know, in general, have people just going? Look, I need to put this away for a week and a half. That's definitely what I'm doing. Yeah, well, I'm the same. So that's why that's making me think I'm not going to wildcard because if I want to wildcard, I should be doing it straight away, get the most value out of things. Um, I'm just going to step away. I'm what I'm going to do when I come back into it, um, like after a few days, is I'm going to be looking at the underlying, excuse me, the underlying numbers behind the players that I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, is Wilson and Fraser have they been doing as bad as I you know as we think? Um, I don't need to look at any underlying numbers for Perez. I know that much. He's he's definitely a guy. Well, he's like if you had a picture of your team, that would be a barn on fire in the middle of it. I think, like when I made my minus four in game week three, uh, I got out Perez and I got out Robertson for De Bruyne and uh, also got in Wambasaka. Now Mm. I've actually made points on that considering De Bruyne actually delivering took yeah. a punt uh, but I haven't got jack shit from Wambasaka. fortunately Robertson's only gotten four points more uh, in, that, in time. that time so I'm not too worried but uh, can't remember uh, why I started talking about because him. I was giving out about Perez and he's <laughs> yeah, like Baron and I got rid of Perez and he is fucking like I'm looking at him he didn't play this week I was like he... that was a good thing because I meant they got two points for Dendonker uh, on yeah. the when he didn't play on the Saturday uh, Ali went, well, look, you know what? I've got an extra player here on this Sunday. I've got Dundonker. God knows what he'll do here. Yeah. If he got a, an assist, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Um, but look, he only got two points, but it's better than one point off the bench for for Perez anyway. Yeah, it's also better for then Jata coming on and getting the and, one point. And 50 points looks so much better than 49. It does. I, uh, yeah, completely agree. It's all about the symmetry. But look, we're dwelling on the big teams again, Man City, Liverpool. But, you know, they're the fun teams to dwell on, especially when you have the likes of Aguero and... Uh, they're the guys Jonah. that get the goals. They do, they're the guys that get the goals. And someone else who got a bunch of goals this week, someone who dropped a shit ton of LSD in the, you know, fruit fucking punch bowl at the Pookie party, that was a Mr. Tammy Jammies himself, Tammy Abraham, 
two goals. I'm not calling him that. You don't need to. Stop you trying to force to. this. I'm going to basically ram this down your throat uh, until the very last day of this season. <laughs> no, he went off and he got two goals this week. You must have been sickened, especially considering how you refused to call him by that name. You were just kind of... Well, I couldn't get him anyway. I was point one off getting him, so it was always going to be pookie for me. I know, but in my head, I was kind of going like, this is the seven million option that really stood out this week. You talk about Haller, you talk about pookie uh, for the last couple of weeks, um, they were lucky up. goals. Do you yeah. watch them? I mean, they were they were lucky goals. They were bad defending. One was a rebound, you know. Um, but fair play to him. He was in the right place. That's all you can do yeah. as a striker, and you do feel a lot more secure now that you know he is there. And for seven million, that's seven bargain million. for a Chelsea forward. That's the real thing. It's like yeah, they might have been fluky goals, but Chelsea are going to create. A shit ton of chances anyway. So if you're putting away the fluky goals, the tappings are going to come too. I don't know if they create a shit ton of chances. They create chances though. I just mean they are creating attacking chances. I think based yeah. on a few matches I've seen, they look like they will score goals. Whether they can keep enough out of the fucking uh, other end is yeah. the question. Union bag. But no, I think Tammy Abrams a complete uh, yeah. a complete option in terms of uh, that price point that we've talked about. Like you mentioned, Haller. Two hard fixtures coming up though in the next two. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how tough a way to Wolves are right now. Um, this is a different option. We'll get into it in a minute. Um, but. I think they'll be okay after an international break. What? I think they'll be okay after an international break. There's going to be no midweek game beforehand. They'll have lots of time to prepare for this. I think. Yeah. I think they'll be hard to beat, and I don't think Chelsea are all that. I mean, they're they're they've just drawn with Sheffield United. They struggled to beat Norwich. You know, so uh, they threw away that two goal lead. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. I mean, so, again, I'm kind of, I always get bogged down in devil's advocate here. Uh, I think, again, I'm looking at Abraham, but I am concerned that Wolves and Liverpool are yeah. in fixtures that I'm not expecting them to bag a load of points in. Abraham and Mount are the two that interest me the most, and Ederson will interest me as soon as they look like they can keep a clean sheet. Not Ederson, Emerson. I was wondering. As soon they... as they can keep a clean sheet. I was, I was looking at your face. I was like, I've definitely said the wrong name here, <laughs> uh, Emerson, but he's 5.5. It'd be a good option if you had Wan-Bissak and you wanted to come off him, but not until they look like they can keep clean sheets. No, I think that's fair enough. Uh, but definitely want to watch for the price point, for the fact that he is in a uh, uh, you know a top six side. He's so attacking. Yeah. So attacking is really threatening. And But the thing is, as I said, clean sheets are the bread and butter of defenders. So if he's not keeping those, it doesn't matter how attacking he looks. That's why we didn't go for... Doherty this year uh, but look we're blaming him for crashing the pookie party in terms of 7 million uh, or you know cheap enough forwards but there was another one that we've already kind of touched around the place this week already and that's Holler for West Ham uh, that was a match that definitely didn't go the way you were expecting Seamus 2-0 uh, to West Ham you had Cantwell and pookie playing I was fucking shit myself every time I looked at the phone to check the score in the match did like, you have either of those I know I've no Norwich oh jeez uh, so I was going oh my god uh, <laughs> and I you know based on West Ham's uh, clean sheets uh, or lack thereof you know kind of so far this season I was like oh fuck Norwich are super attacking I think everyone was super confident uh, that Pookie or at least uh, the Norwich team would bang a goal in, goal in against West Ham they didn't um, no they didn't Cantwell was uh you know, living up to his name. He was living up to his name. He called can't score. Can't score. Not can't score well anyway. But uh, no, he did actually. I think have a shot 
cleared off the line or a header or something hit the post. There was a, a close one. I just kind of read after the match. But Holler did. Oh, bang he in. missed. He missed a great chance. He did. Of, yeah. 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 Uh, when I watched back match today, I was like, "Well, I didn't know he missed the sitter." Yeah. Yeah. For four point five or whatever he is now, four point seven. I think he's actually four point seven now, which is yeah, he's uh, going up close in price. So. Yeah, but for that price point and attacking midfield option, yeah, I think he's still completely. Uh, valid. They do have City this week, though. Pookie's so. going to blank this week. I'm not playing Cantwell. I may. P- I, I'm probably going to play Pookie. Is that a shameless fact right there? Pookie's going to blank. Uh, well, I think his ceiling is going to be six points if he does score. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I expect City to wipe the floor with Norwich. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it's going to be Captain Raheem all the way, and that's why I'm kind of worried about not having De Bruyne. But who knows? Uh, I just yeah. There's no goals this week, and then after that they've got you know uh, some nice games. Um, but they're all down the line the main focus point of this week was Holler continuing oh yeah his, yeah uh, on his uh, you know returns from last week he should be called Baller not baller. Holler why because he's, he's a Baller I hate that word already yeah I don't know oh, sorry I've uh, You've upset your sensibilities yeah you've fucking ruined this whole goddamn podcast James I'm out of here um, no he did he banged in a goal uh, this week and uh, yeah fucking broke uh, the hearts of Anyone silly enough to have Norwich defenders. And he's got two easy <laughs> games coming up next. Aston Villa and then uh, Man United, who are uh, yeah, shite now. Exactly. I think we can all agree, even though we're both Man United fans here. Aston Villa, Man United, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace. Not exactly, uh, you know, a massively tough run of fixtures, but is it enough? Like, you're considering it. You've already mentioned it. James. Look, as you look at the ticker, there's not too much green on it. Like, So, I mean, Aston Villa, obviously, is the one that you'd fancy that they could get goals with. West Ham are a bit of a shit show it depends on what they do they looked okay they look good now at the moment super surprised they kept a clean sheet because yeah. they don't look like they can normally keep clean sheets and I haven't analysed the uh, stats for that match so I can't say how deserved or not deserved it uh, it was but they yeah they, they did keep the clean sheet they always feel like the sort of team that if they go if they concede the first goal mm. they could just put you know throw their what's the word throw their tools down and just yeah, let lose their, the game down tools. but if yeah down tools that's what yeah. I'm thinking of if they uh, if they score the first goal they might get up for it you know and uh, Anderson's look very good from what I've seen recently yeah Maneko got a goal this weekend he did yeah you know yeah. what he could do last year he, uh, is he 6 million he he's fucking cheap as chips man like you saw last season uh, what that brief period when he uh came into uh, you know kind of existence in the FPL realm last year uh, he's coming in this season at 5.9 now 5.9 you know he's owned by 0.2% of people this was his first start though was it it was his first uh, start but oh no he might have he might have started in game week 3 he played 54 minutes yeah 13 minutes 54 but I mean like it's about monitoring uh, I'm not advocating jumping on Yarmolenko right now I'm just looking at mid uh, West Ham attacking options and I'm going Lanzini got, an assist. Lanzini got another yeah. assist you know it's like there are fucking options out there but yeah. I don't know for, about you Seamus but the last couple of years West Ham have been so fucking flip floppity flop yeah. you know you they're gonna they're doing I great. think the word you're looking for is inconsistent but flip floppity flop will work too yeah I mean that was exactly the word I was in okay. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah they're flip floppity flop and uh, I can never invest too much money in West Ham but the beauty of them is there's always a decent price point there that's seven point. Is he 7.5 now, Halair? He didn't go down. Yeah, yeah. 7.5 does seem a tad more than I'd want to pay. But, fuck it. I might I might go for it. And you're talking Kane to Halair, is it? Just to go up to De Bruyne? Uh, well, I'm just talking about one thing in general. Like, if I wildcard Halair, it would be definitely my thoughts. So you're not put off by, you know, the fixtures? Or- fixtures are kind of tough. I mean, I'm not going to take a hit to get him in for, 
for that but I'm talking about if I wildcard um, and I'm replacing my two strikers then I might get him in fair enough just because I think his fixtures are probably better than Tammy's in the next uh, two yeah and he's and you can go down to Tammy in game week what seven yeah completely agree Uh, his fixtures do look a little bit better but there's someone uh, who might disagree with you and he also has a bunch of lovely fixtures coming up and someone has continued to make waves for what feels like season uh, and a half at this stage and that's Ashley Barnes and he's got Brighton, Norwich, Aston Villa, Everton is he not someone that you might look at definitely definitely someone I'm looking at Um, as I said I'm not going to make any moves yeah. So I might just, uh, as I said, if I do decide I want to take a hit and I'm not, I, I want to go back to two mid-priced, low mid-priced forwards yeah. so I can accommodate De Bruyne in. Because as you said, that game Man City are playing against Norwich looks like that could be anything. That yeah. could be five or six. Um, and I want De Bruyne in there because you know he's going to be involved. Yeah. So if I do decide, fuck it, I'll take the hit because Captain Sterling, De Bruyne will get me points as well. kind of cover, hopefully, that's a, I'm using quotation marks right now. Words, uh, using quote, I'm using quote marks right now. Uh, cover Aguero, then um, yeah, I probably won't be able to afford it with Talair because he'll probably go up, and De Bruyne will probably go up, and Perez will probably go down. So if that all happens, then I'll have to find a cheaper striker. And Barnes is actually Barnes probably has better fixtures anyway. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Bar- like Burnley have an away match against Brighton. That could be tough enough. I mean, I don't really know what Brighton are really putting out there right now. There's been a lot of... Like, they're either against City or they're getting a red card. Or, but I'm, you know I'm, I'm impressed going. with... I'd be more impressed with Burnley that I'd be confident that they could get a result there. Like a 1-0 away win. Yeah, I would be the same. Like, I think Burnley will pick up a result there. I also still have Trossard in my team, who I think looks like a complete bright spark uh, yeah. in the Brighton side. So I'd I'm rather not, have Trossard than Perez. Yeah. Definitely. For sure, uh, Trossard had two decent shots there against City. Well, they weren't decent shots; they were decent chances. Uh, if he had taken decent shots, maybe he'd have got a goal out of it. But uh, he had good two decent chances, and as I said, he just looks uh, so creative that with Brighton's run of fixtures, i.e., Burnley and Newcastle in the next two, he's not a must-get out for me. But he is following that with Chelsea's Spurs. But you know, going back to the point I was kind of referring to, and that's Burnley's run of fixtures. They have Brighton, then they have Norwich and Villa. Uh, and I'm going, you know, Brighton, Arch Villa in the next three. That's a nice run of fixtures. Barnes has been consistent since the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my own history with him towards the end where he was coming off the bench with goals. Um, he's just been consistently tapping him in. Do you know what I mean? Like, and for that price point, and you don't want, you don't need double advertising. You want them. You don't need double digit. Without players. getting into XGI and all this kind of stuff, his underlying numbers basically... why <laughs> His underlying numbers basically are... Kind of matching his output. Yeah. I know he's had a very good start to the season now, so he's probably overperforming his his expected goals a minute. But he's just firing off shots, and he's really good, just a really good shooter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I definitely am thinking about him. Yeah. No. I'm, There's too many options out there that I'm thinking of, and it's getting to the point where let's you're wait and blow see. Someone's fucking brains. Out. No. The, the the people I've been saying let's wait and see. I'm like, okay, they've all convinced me. Yeah. So now it's just like, who's got the better fixtures? Who's going to go out of form? Who do I want? And it's hard to predict coming off an international break. Yeah, no, fair enough. And I think we've looked at uh, game week four pretty, uh, pretty, you know, kind of in in a good detailed fashion right there. And we won't be looking at game week five till next week's episode. No, anyway. we won't. We're going to save that till next week. But I do want you to whip your sack out there, Seamus, and uh, put your hand in, pull out the first fucking greasy ass letter that comes to comes to grip. Put my balls out. Put my balls to the wall. Is that what you're saying? No, this is a drunk tank, man. Oh. Yeah. 
Ah! Okay, Drunk Tank. Yeah, let me get these questions up here. So we got a few questions. Um, that's so staying in. That's <laughs> you, you edit that out. Nope. You edit that out. Yeah, I was wondering why you didn't do the intro, but that's why. Yeah. Um, okay, we have a few. And uh, one of them is FPL Rossi. Uh, he was happy that we helped him out with this question last time, so he's asked the same question again. He's got Heaton and Pope rotation. So uh, who should he go for again this week? The last time we said go for Heaton, Heaton kept a clean sheet, and uh, it was the right decision for him. So he obviously has faith in us to help him get this right again. Heaton at home to West Ham, Pope away to Brighton. What do you think? It's a tough uh, decision. I think uh, based on the fact that we've been talking up Holler um, and West Ham's attacking options and Brighton, uh, they've been attacking enough too, but oh man, that is a fucking tough one because they're away. Burnley are away. I suppose if I was to just go gut instinct right now, I'd go Heaton. I think Villa keep West Ham out. Home team. Yeah. they know that this is where they've got to win their games this uh, this season. Um, yeah, and sometimes like uh, a team after coming off a win like West Ham are, they will kind of drop their guard and they'll, yeah. they'll be kind of too confident in the home table, might be up for a battle. So I would go Heat and it's very tough though. Well, they um, lost last weekend as well, so they're going to be a bit geared up. Uh, exactly. Their they're defeat to Crystal Palace. So no, I'm, I'd go fucking Villa. Fucking uh, Villa to keep out um, West Ham. Yeah, yeah, I would probably go with that. Uh, he also uh, says, secondly, if you'd only one transfer and you had Maguire, one Basaka, and Perez in your team, would you wildcard or would you hold? So he's got double Man United defence there and Perez. So he obviously doesn't want to have two United defenders. So he's wondering about wildcard. And he's only got one transfer. Oof. Yeah, I don't know if I'd... Uh, depends could, on the rest of your team, really. It, it really does. I mean, if you can take... If you can fix your team up with a minus four... Uh, and you'd be happy with it, then I would just do the minus four. I wouldn't wildcard. But if it's looking like a minus eight, then I probably would wildcard. I just get rid of Perez. I mean, I know, okay, home game against Leicester is not a great game, but they're at home at least. Yeah, but you don't want United double United defense right now. He said he is Wambasaka and McQuire. Who's his I, other defenders? That's the question. You know, can he can he play? Matter. Does he have Lundstrom? Because Lundstrom has a, a pretty good game here this week against uh, Southampton. I think it's more of a long term question though, and in terms of like Man United clean sheets long term, I already feel like I made a mistake with Wambasaka. I'll be coming off uh, Man United defense. Like I talked about needing money to maybe bump up Jota to a Barnes or Jota to a Holler, whatever decision I I make. Uh, I think Wambasaka could be the sacrificial lamb. Maybe I go down even further in my defense. Uh, I just think United's—they just look so close to what they did at the end of last season, yeah. uh, at the weekend. That I'm going no. Yeah, I'm agreed. This is the kind of United I was expecting this season. Unfortunately, uh, I would say if you're using your one free transfer, use it on Perez, not on your defense. Um, well, there's options. Would you options advise that a wild card? I would only advise a wild card if he had to make five or more transfers. Five or more transfers. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say use your wild card because you have to. You're going to take a minus four or a minus eight. But anything from minus twelve over, if you had two free transfers and had to make three additional transfers, that's wild card territory. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, don't do it just because you've got a couple. Like if the rest of your team's looking okay, just you know, just keep swimming. Yeah, just bench one of them and play Lundstrom if you have him, or you know. I don't know who are Crystal Palace being. I don't know who your team is so this is kind of hard to answer fair enough next yeah. question next question um, this is one that is directed directly at me uh, it's from uh, FPL Renegades podcast it's from Drew who got married at the weekend so congratulations, uh, congratulations dude um, 
yeah, it looks like he got married anyway. It went through anyway because he's asking this question. He's having his worst ever start to a season. What were you expecting season. to happen? I don't know. <laughs> kind of a ru- runaway bride scenario or something like that. Fair enough. Yeah, but I don't know. He's uh, He's got married, so fair play. Um, had my worst ever start to a season so far. Does marriage eternally get in your way of your FPL prowess? How did it affect you? So I'm married two and a half years. Jesus, two and a half years now. Um, no, I don't think it's made any difference. I'm with the same... My wife, I've been with her like 10 years anyway. So yeah. uh, she's been constant there. I, I've looked through my history and I can't kind of find anything there. Like, oh, when I'm between jobs, when I'm in college, like one of my best ever seasons was like my final year. When I was doing a postgrad up in Dublin. So I was driving up and down from Dublin to Limerick. I think, I think it's just a bad start for everyone, Drew. I think if your FPL team is, uh, you know, the only thing suffering after getting married, then that's the least of your worries, you know? Don't you be fucking nice. <laughs> right? No, FPL is what's important, not marriages. Okay, fair enough. That's fair what enough. we endorse in this podcast. Uh, la, what's the last question here? Or cool, two more questions. Uh, FPL Chieftain. Um, oh, no, you asked, already asked that one about the Spurs forwards. Are they coming back in vogue? We've answered that. He also asked, Traore of Wolves, is he worth a punt? What do you think? No, not at all. I think um, Traore, if, if I'm right, is a midfielder in the game. Yes. Uh, so straight away that always puts me off. It's like a big no no. It's the opposite of the OOP, the out of position player. He is the POO. He's the poo. He's a <laughs> <laughs> midfielder playing as a defender. Um, no, I don't think uh, uh, he's worth much. He's not going to get that poxy clean sheet that you need if you have a Wolves defender. Do you know? Yeah, well, the, the reason that puts me off is he's finishing. He can't. He's like lightning fast. He'll get into dangerous positions, but he just can't really finish or cross a ball he just has a mental he's a brain fart mm. I feel like you're dwelling area. on a Traore of past I think he's improved a lot and I do think he looks really good as a what, did he, what did he even have last year like one goal Not one assist last year. it's what he's been doing this year that I'm kind of going do you know what he looks mm. uh, much better maybe a wing back position is kind of where, where he needed to be as opposed to like a uh, an attacking kind of player because at the end of the day you're not really relying on your attacking uh, yeah, that's where he's getting his minutes and uh, maybe I haven't watched enough of Wolves to do that but you seem more keen than I anyway but you're but still saying no yeah. you're still saying no um, I'm saying no uh, so that's from us um, we, cheers for that Chief. yeah cheers for that uh, sorry we have two more questions sorry so we have a question here from DD, which is at Lefe78A uh, seems to be a new follower uh, should I sign Son? He had good joy with him there last season. Um, we uh, kind of touched on the Spurs attacking outputs already. Should you sign Son? Uh, do you have Kevin De Bruyne? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's that's what we said. Yeah. yeah. For that price point... Uh, Go Kevin De Bruyne, yeah. in my eyes. Um, if if you really, really want him, you'll get him in your team. Doesn't matter what we say anyway. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that, that's the way it is. Like I listen to podcasts and go, I'm not getting the answer I was hoping for here. I think I'll just ignore that yeah, answer. Yeah. But um, you'll know yourself if you really, really want him. And if he doesn't work out, you at least you have that kind of price point there to go to Kevin De Bruyne or Pepe if you need to. But I love it. James. I would say no. Last question You're is... You're actually saying follow your heart <laughs> is what you're really getting at there. But I love it. Go on. Yeah. Off the last question. Last question is from a long-time listener, Conk, um, at joxer underscore 420. For uh, 20. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means. Is that a reference to something, Jer? Uh, heroin. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, keep it, uh, keeping it Irish, he wants to know who would be the top scoring Irish FPL, Irish player in FPL this season. Yeah. So he thinks uh, Ender Stevens. 
I think it's a decent shout. I like the fact that he made me look up who Enda Stevens was playing for. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Sheffield United uh, fullback. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good shout. I think we're both unanimous, though. We're sticking with your namesake, uh, Mr. Man I, of Cole. I can't go for anyone other than my namesake, Seamus. Yeah. So, Seamus Coleman for me, well, I reckon. Lucas Dean. Uh, you've proven that with your field team. <laughs> well, uh, just for Irish players. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Doherty, and he's out now. He's looking like he's going to have surgery, so I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Uh, it could get interesting if they start, start Sidibe, but I don't think yeah. they will. Yeah, Coleman's been playing very well and he's captain. That's the thing. Coleman is captain. I do think eventually CTV is going to make some kind of claim for minutes on the team. Don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. Don't see everything with too much rotation uh, or too much you know need for rotation kind of throughout the season. It's, it's not like they're in the Europa League or anything. But uh, no, I'd be with you. I think Seamus Coleman, he's uh, flying the flag for Ireland this season. And yeah, he started the season well. He's getting up that wing. He's getting into dangerous positions. Uh, I reckon Seamus Coleman. Fair enough, fair enough. Have we any other mail, Seamus? Uh, no, no. Uh, that's the last of our mail here. We should do a shout out for the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League, which that's I meant us. to do it earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we should go on and talk about that. Uh, last week, person at number one was David Sexton, the Barstool Prophet FC, mm. and he's retained his uh, number one spot yeah. this week. David Sexy Sexton, he's uh, keeping it, he's keeping it tight up there. Uh, Sixty four points or something this week, pretty decent. Uh, That's right, pretty decent results. Um, and yeah, he's got a decent grasp on the the top of the league up there. Fair play to you, David, and uh, you know keep flagging that, or keep fucking flying that flag high. Fair fucks, shit. Moving on, Seamus. Uh, we're not going to spend too long on our. Ball to the wall this week because it's only half a ball to the wall it's uh, a ball to the wall if you will and uh... yeah I was the lucky owner of Aguero in the balls to the wall this week and uh, I he got 16 points you then went with Sterling and Kane so our hot shots were Aguero and who was yours uh, my second one was Salah so Aguero yeah. and Salah and... 19 points uh, Sterling and Kane 9 points so that brings it back to two all now uh, on the hot shots. I'm liking it. It's a bit closer than it was last year. Last year I was kind of running away with it after yeah. a while. But uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I That's think- the hot shots, but it's a different story with the Puck What was the story with the Puck uh, So I had a first, or blah, blah, blah. I had Haller, Haller. So I was like, right, eight points. Surely I've won this. And then I looked and realized you had Tammy Abraham. Tammy Jemmings. Mm. Now, Tammy was well over 5%. He was closer to 10% by the start of the game week. But we do this on a Monday, so we go about whatever ownership is on the Monday, which I think is a good thing to do. The point is that you're encouraging people to get this player for the next week. Yeah. You know? At the start of the week, this guy is under 5% owned. Yeah. I think that's that's the way we're doing it. I think that's perfectly allowable. Yeah. No, he did. He did. And I was very ha- I did deliver, and I was very happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did know I, I nailed the puck follows this week. Not so much with the clean sheets. Uh, we both delivered uh, blanks. Uh, both our teams Shooting were, blanks again. Shooting blanks again. What were our teams last week, Shams? Uh I went with uh, Mr. Umlut uh, for Leicester. Soyunku. Soyunchu. I'm just yeah. going to call him Umlut. It's, probably, it's just easier. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to mispronounce his name at some episode at some stage. You're mispronouncing Umlut. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> it's Umlau, I think, yeah. Omelette. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll, and, have a, uh, I'll have a ham and cheese omelette, please. And uh, another man whose name is hard to pronounce, uh, Lascelles or Lascelle? Lascelles. Lascelles. Yeah. Well, he uh, it was your pick, and they both ended up uh, conceding a goal, so they got two points. If I just gone share. If you can't share, yeah. yeah. Uh, fuck it. Yeah. No. So both of our clean sheets did not uh, work out last week, and you know what? 
that's uh, that's okay. I'm yeah. okay with that. And there's no point picking the, our picks for next week because we don't know what the injury status of players is or anything like that. So we'll wait till next week. We will. A big old long international break coming up. Um, we're going to be back next week with another pod. We'll be looking towards game week five. A bit closer dealing with any of the international break repercussions. Anyone wants to reach out to us, you can hit us at FBL Hangover on Twitter. You can also send us an email at FBLHangover at gmail.com. Seamus, your, uh, your Twitter handle? I'm available at FPL Drunk. Although I will be mostly posting on the RFPL Hangover page. The point is, we are there and we can be found. Thank you for listening this lad, uh, this week, lads. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. And I hope you all enjoy the international break. And, uh, yeah, I, I was kind to say, may your hours be green because there's no game. I feel like... There's no game between now and there. You can't... You, you haven't said that more than you have said it this season. And it's throwing know, me yeah. off. I know, it's throwing me off as well. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to return that fight. Oh, I know what I'd say. Come on, you boys in green. God bless.